Hampshire, and today, well, today I have an amazing interview for you guys. I just interviewed the House Majority Leader of the New Hampshire House of Representatives. It was a really fun interview. I had the chance to ask him about some of his policies, how he got to this point, uh, his earlier life, and then also I gave him the chance to respond to the interview he had this past summer with Mr. Adam Sexton. Um, because if you guys have watched that interview, there was some interesting things that happened. I recommend you go watch it. It was really funny. I gave Mr. Sexton the opportunity to talk about that. I figured I would let this person talk about it. And if you don't know who this is, it's Mr. Jason Osborne of Auburn, New Hampshire. He's a really funny guy, and it was really fun to interview him. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I have nothing else to say, so let's just jump right in. Hello, Mr. Majority Leader. Would you mind introducing yourself to me? Uh, Hi, my name is Jason Osborne. I'm a New Hampshire State Representative representing the towns of Auburn, Candia, and Deerfield. Thank you. That's pretty interesting. So, where did you grow up? Um, So, I grew up uh, primarily in two locations, uh, San Diego, California, and uh, way up in the northeast corner of Washington State. Kind of out in the the middle of nowhere, very, very close to the Canadian border. So where did you go to college, and why did you choose that place? So I went to uh, Hillsdale College in Michigan. It's uh, known to be a very uh, conservative school. Um, in fact, it is one of two colleges in the entire country that takes zero federal funds, meaning you couldn't even take a federal student loan and attend uh, that college. They're, they're so hardcore uh, about taking federal money. And that was kind of one of the, one of the reasons I got lured to it. Um, uh, I learned about it in the Limbaugh letter. Uh, back, back in my day, uh, we didn't have internet. And uh, if we wanted to uh, get information like that, you had to subscribe to newsletters that actually were delivered to your mailbox uh, on, a, on a monthly basis. And uh, there was advertisements for this uh, college in that newsletter, and uh, that's how I found out about it. And um, uh, that, w- that was the obvious place for me to go. Did you enjoy your time there? Uh, I had probably uh, a better time than I rightfully should have. Uh, got, got got into uh, you know my, my share of uh, of trouble back in those days. Uh, I was a little bit more of a, a punk rocker. Uh, I actually had hair on my head and it was a, it was very long and uh, multicolored at times, <laughs> and uh, didn't really fit in well with the with the more uh, conservative uh, customers of, of that institution and. Uh, I think I would probably fit in a lot better today than I did back then. <laughs> That's interesting. So, did you ever think this would be your job when you were growing up? Uh, not for one second, no. I had uh, <laughs> no interest, no intention uh, uh, of ever being in politics. In fact, uh, even right up until the time when I first ran, uh, I thought that you know politicians were the, you know, the worst people in the world, and I, I would never, ever consider uh, being one of them. So... What did you think your job was going to be as you were growing up? So I remember uh, wanting to be a tax attorney. Because I thought the highest possible uh, thing you could do with your life is help people keep their money away from the government. Interesting. So why did you come to New Hampshire? Uh, so I moved to New Hampshire back when, uh, so I have three kids. Um, they're now uh, 16, uh, 12, and 5. And my oldest at the time was 
getting to be about five years old. And my wife and I had decided that by the time she was five years old, that we would be settled down in the place where we were going to stay for their entire t- uh, the entire time of our kids growing up. And so we uh, searched all over uh, around and uh, settled on New Hampshire, and in particular uh, the, the town of Auburn. I spent about two years kind of traveling, tra- traveling everywhere, checking out locations. Uh, Auburn, New Hampshire was where we decided. What other places did you look at? Uh, so my wife really liked Wyoming. Um, so it, uh, before we, we had kids, uh, I, I actually really liked the idea of going to Alaska. Uh, not, not that uh, uh, I thought that would be a very permanent place, but uh, I, I thought it would be fun to spend at least a couple years there and, and, and check it out. I actually had, had a job lined up uh, for a while and uh, ended up not doing that. But uh, um, my, my wife would prefer to be someplace warmer, uh, I would not, so uh, instead we usually take a couple weeks in the wintertime and go down to Florida uh, where I complain about the heat, and then we come back home and, and everything's fine again. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up in New Hampshire's politics? Uh, is by accident. Uh, friends of mine were very uh, insistent that I should run, and of course at, at the time I, I thought it was a horrible idea and didn't want to, and I finally just caved in, and um, I didn't intend to win, uh, and I thought it would be fun to uh, put up giant pink signs with my name on it, because I'd never seen any politician use a pink sign before, and just wanted to see what would happen if I did. And there were uh, five representative seats in my district, and there were, I believe, ten people running, so I thought for sure there was no way I would, I would win with these pink ridiculous signs. And it uh, turns out I actually came in second place, and uh, and people really liked the pink signs, and I've been uh, stuck here ever since. They keep sending me back, and uh, and it d- doesn't seem like they're going to let me leave. <laughs> so why are you a Republican? Why is this the party you chose? Um, well, I think there's a there seems to me to be two different ways of looking at uh, our current state of affairs, and one is that. Uh, you know, government is the solution to our problems, or that government is actually the problem itself. And I, I tend to fall into that second category. And uh, at least in general terms, uh, the Republican uh, Party fits that uh, particular uh, point of view better than the than the Democrat side. Although you know, um, there's some overlap on different kinds of issues. They, they tend to divide issues into economic issues and social issues. I, I tend to not see that there's a distinction between them. I think social issues are economic issues, and economic issues are social issues. But sometimes those those lines get created, and uh, and Democrats might be more interested in leaving people alone on what they might call social issues, but not so much on financial issues, and Republicans sometimes uh, are in the reverse. But I, I think those... Uh, that line is uh, becoming a little blurred over time. I think Republicans are becoming more, say, tolerant of, uh, of people's uh, various social proclivities. Some might say uh, Republicans are becoming more libertarian, if, if you could put it that way. I, I don't like necessarily using the, those labels because they conjure up uh, a, a baggage uh, that is probably not helpful, but... Uh, I think in general, the uh, Republicans are the, are the party of limited government, personal responsibility, fiscal responsibility, and, uh, and 
it would be nice if the Democrats became more interested in those uh, things. So what does your position entail? As simple as possible, um, I collect the ideas of my members, and then I uh, consolidate those ideas and try to figure out where we agree and where we disagree, and then dispense uh, those ideas back uh, to the members in, in a consolidated fashion. And uh, kind of um, takes the form of, uh, of what we call the white sheet that is distributed uh, every session day, uh, where you know I, I have an entire team of people that goes around and, and interviews uh, all of our members to find out what they think. Um, I put those, that information on a sheet and deliver it to my members so they know how the rest of their colleagues are going to be uh, voting on uh, particular issues so that we can all kind of work together and, and, and be on the same team. When you say your members, do you mean the entire House or the Republicans in the House? Uh, I just mean the Republicans. Those are the, the members that are in, in my purview. Mm -hmm. So what is your schedule like? Man, I don't. Uh, it's it's different every single day. Generally, I, I uh, show up here in the morning, and uh, people tell me uh, who I'm meeting with, and it could be uh, lobbyists uh, from various indus industry groups, or uh, people from other states, or uh, people from uh, different government agencies who want to talk about uh, uh, bills that uh, affect them, or uh, budget items that uh, they want to uh, lobby for. So, so far here in New Hampshire, what have your top legislative priorities been since you've been elected? Yeah, it prob probably the biggest one, uh, just to put a, a giant umbrella over a, a number of different uh, reforms, uh, is education choice. Parents want the best education for their children, and uh, the local public school they happen to live next to is not necessarily the best choice for their uh, particular children and so uh, opening the door for as many possibilities as we can possibly uh, provide to them is going to um, re result in better outcomes for everyone mm -hmm. that makes sense to me um, so do you feel as though you've accomplished some of these in your time in the legislature uh, we've made progress. Uh, I don't think you, there's ever such a thing as uh, you know the the final accomplishment. Um, so we will we will continue making uh, progress on these issues. Uh, I, I think every every single year. Do you have any other future legislative priorities? I, I think uh, the the main issues we're focusing on right now are uh, education choice and uh, parental rights. Um, I would also love to see um, solutions that can be found with regard to our energy production. In New England in particular, our uh, electricity and uh, fuel prices are, are very uh, high uh, for a number of reasons. And uh, the more we can get uh, government out of the way of allow energy producers to uh, come into the state, uh, I think the, the better off we're going to be in the long term. So you've been in the legislature for some time. So would you be able to tell me some funny stories about your time in this building without kind of throwing anyone under the bus? 
Oh man, I wish I would have thought of some. Um, so I know funny stuff happens in this house every single day. Otherwise, I just wouldn't come back here. <laughs> um, but I, for, uh, I just I can't think of anything off the top of my head that, that would be a good story uh, to share. All right. Well, that's okay. Um, so, do you have any future plans of staying in politics? Um, I I will stay in this house as long as uh, the people send me back, or, or until my wife tells me I can't anymore. Um, but uh, as, as far as I know, uh, I, I've got no plans of uh, leaving this house, and uh, probably the, the most, if you have to be in politics, uh, the New Hampshire State House is probably uh, the best place to be. We're all just, um, they, they call it a citizen legislature because we're all just normal people. Uh, none of us are professional politicians, uh, obviously. Um, you know, we all have uh, just, just weird uh, personalities and quirks about us, and uh, you just you just don't get that any anywhere else in politics. You wouldn't want to go any further than this house. Uh, not as far as uh, I know. Although maybe uh, Chris Sununu will endorse me to uh, take his job after he's done, but uh, we'll, we'll see about that. Is that something you would like to do? Hey, uh, any anything's possible. <laughs> so, is there anything you would like to say about your interview with Mr. Sexton that was this summer? That's to just get your perspective out there because I asked him about it when he, I interviewed him. <laughs> yes, I know that, that was a, uh, an interesting miscommunication. So, <laughs> uh, I, I understood that uh, that the tape would be edited after the fact, and uh, turns out it was not. And uh, it had a hilarious result. Um, I think uh, uh, when something like that's funny, that's when you find out who your friends are and, and who aren't. Um, you know, my, my friends all thought it was the funniest thing ever. And, of course, my enemies just used it as a way to you know, make fun of me and attack me. And it's just, So everybody got what they wanted out of it. It was great. Mm -hmm. I, I was, that was like the first um, episode of Close Up that I had watched. I was sitting with my parents, I had the remote, and they kept tell, telling me to unpause the TV. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, now, finally, what would you want uh, children, students my age, to or, and older, to be learning about or know about American democracy and state legislatures? How should we be staying informed, looking at things? Lots of different ways uh, you can stay informed. Um, if we want to just talk about uh, the, the state house in, in New Hampshire, um, you got lots of different opportunities. You can watch every single hearing now on YouTube. You know, even just a couple years ago, that was not the case. If you wanted to know what was going on, you had to get somebody to drive you here, and you had to uh, sit and wait and, and pack yourself into a sweaty room because we don't even have air conditioning over there. Uh, now you can just sit back any hour of the day and pop on YouTube and and uh, see what's going on or see what has gone on. Everything is recorded and um, uh, and available. If uh, you can look through the calendar uh, every single week that we put out, it's right on the website, and you can see what bills are being heard, what bills are being voted on. If anything catches your attention, you can look at the entire docket and uh, go back and uh, and watch all the testimony that has occurred on it. And, and you can submit a testimony of your own right right on the internet. You don't you don't have to come here anymore. Uh, you can do a recording. You can write uh, write a letter. Uh, wh whatever you want to do, however you want to participate, 
uh, in the process, it's, uh, it's, it's now available to you. And just, like I said, even just a couple years ago, it, the, it was not the case. Yeah, so now finally, what advice would you give to people my age about future? Just store anything you want. Uh, drink your milk, stay in school, don't do drugs. Okay. No, <laughs> look, um, hey, uh, just, uh, you know, find something that you enjoy learning about and, uh, and just dive into it, uh, full, full steam ahead. Do, do get good grades because, um, you always want to leave as many doors open to you in the future as possible because you can't possibly know exactly how your life is going to turn out. No one does. So the, the best thing you can do is is just leave as many avenues and choices um, uh, open to yourself. And you, and you do that by excelling at what is given to you to do in the, in the moment. So if, if right now you're in school, do get good grades um, and, and do as well as you can in that. You know, if, if your parents ask, ask you to mow the lawn, do the best possible job uh, you can do mowing that lawn because that... Whatever, whatever skill you're teaching yourself at any given time is going to pay you back uh, in the future. Thank you. Thank you once again, Mr. Majority Leader. This has been a great interview, and I think I had fun. I hope you had fun. And your advice at the end, I think, was some of the best advice I've ever gotten from one of my guests. I also thought it was really nice to hear your perspective on the interview you had with Mr. Sexton this past summer, since we've heard his. So, you know, we have to be unbiased. And that's about all I have to say today. So, I'll see you guys all next time on The Kai Guy Show.